And this is what happens when you start to build that same friendship with yourself. It's like, at first, you're not going to trust them because they've beaten you so many times in the past. And as those interactions with yourself increase and you trust yourself even more, you build that really strong connection with who you are. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Travelling is on the cards for today's topic and more so how travelling makes you one million gazillion trillion times more confident and it just how it's kind of transformed my life I guess. And the things that I've noticed, I've been back for probably two months now, so I went away for almost five months, I've been back for two, and honestly the time has just flown by, like I have no idea what has happened, but I have noticed a few things since being back. I've been comparing some of the ways that I've acted or some of the ways that I've felt to before I went away and some of it has changed quite dramatically, like an example before we jump into it is work meetings I just feel so much less intimidated this this is where it started was I was in a work meeting and I remember a situation happening that usually would make me feel really stressed out like a a boss or someone who is above me a manager may be telling me that I did something wrong or made me doubt kind of my ability or something and and usually that would rock me but in this situation it didn't really and I was like that's weird why am I not questioning my own ability because of this one comment when usually I would and it's I think it's coming down to traveling it's come down to some of the experiences I've had and how they've allowed me to trust myself and I wanted to dive I wanted to dive deep into that today but yeah no just go over it and talk about where that came from and how it's manifested and how it will continue to develop in my life so essentially talking about how traveling makes you more confident and I want to talk about the word confidence for a little second and talk about where confidence actually comes from. Interestingly in the dictionary or Google we're calling that the same thing confidence is defined as the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. Pay attention to the word feeling in there like a feeling that you're confident in one moment Like a feeling that you're confident doesn't necessarily mean that you have self-belief, right? The reason I find it interesting in the definition is because it says it's a feeling or a belief. So you don't actually have to believe something to be confident in it, whether it's yourself or something else. You just have to have that feeling. And the reason why I think this is right is because so often we talk about confidence, but people can have this false confidence, right? Like they can appear to be confident when they're not truly confident, And you can feel confident in various situations based on various factors, but do you actually believe in your confidence? That's what will define you truly like being able to take risks and do the things in life that you want to do because you believe in your own confidence. You're not just doing it for the sake of appearing a certain way, which so often so many of us do. And I think there's some validity 
is that a word? Yeah. To the saying, fake it till you make it. Because I think that often when it comes from a confidence perspective, faking it till you make it can actually get you to the making it part, right? Like faking that you feel confident can get you to a stage where you feel like, oh, well, if I'm acting this way, then it's probably possible for me to do the thing that I thought I wasn't capable of. Therefore, you gain true authentic confidence. And there's no freer feeling than feeling like that authentic confidence within yourself without someone else having to say anything. That goes for so many other feelings as well. Like it's nice to have people say things to you and like reassure you or build you up or validate your actions or whatever. But it's actually so much more powerful for you to be able to validate that yourself. Like instead of someone saying, oh my God, you're so confident, for you to say to yourself, yeah, no, I am so confident and believe that is going to produce so much more out of your life than someone else just telling you that and you not really believing it. And that's what I think travel has allowed for me is like to actually build that authentic confidence in myself where I don't need someone else to tell me that I am. I just believe that I am intrinsically. So even though I've put the word confidence in the title of this episode, I think what traveling overall, if I was to call it or name it something, what it's truly given me is a friendship with myself. Not a friendship based on the fact that, you know, all the parts of yourself have to get along because they're there anyway, like the negative part and the optimistic part are just, they have to coexist because they're a part of you. But actually a team partnership between all the parts of yourself, like all the parts of yourself feel safe to be expressed. A friendship with all the parts of yourself where you're not trying to get rid of anyone, you're trying to keep everyone safe and happy. It's a friendship built on empathy and on trust, but with yourself, like all good friendships are built on anyway. And I know so often people talk about you know, you need to treat yourself how you would treat a friend. And that is so true, but you need to actually believe that you are worthy of that as well and like believe that you are a friend to yourself not that you're an enemy and so often I think internally we we justify being really rude and horrible to ourselves because we think well it's just ourselves like we're not really hurting ourselves but the constant repetition of that self-talk or whatever is going to build an idea in your mind that you're not safe with yourself that you're always going to knock yourself down and you don't want to make a mistake because you're going to beat yourself up for it and you're afraid of what other people think but what other people think is just a projection of your own insecurities anyway so the more positive you start thinking about your own actions and yourself the more positive you think other people will think of it or at least the less you assume that they're going to think negatively of it and so this friendship with yourself is one where you feel wholly and truly safe within it you know you're not going to be judged on the little individual mistakes you make like saying this thing one time that was bad making this decision that you shouldn't have made but on the entire person that you are, like your soul, who actually are you as a whole being, not just what action did you make this time or what did you say this time that was wrong, but how do you come back from that? How do you change that for next time? Like what are those things that actually define who you are, not just the in the moment actions? Some people might define this as self-love. I just feel as I've been describing, I would describe it as treating myself like a best friend, like someone I have a team vibe with a partnership with a relationship with and that unconditional love I suppose yes being a part of that so what I'm describing if you can't already work it out might sound a little bit strange because I have separated I feel myself into two who I think I am and who I actually am so who I think I am you could describe this as being the most ideal version of myself they take care of who I actually am. 
to then become the most ideal version of myself. So that technically I'm always acting as the most ideal version of myself, but it's like an accountability buddy in a way. And psychologically, how you see something in your head, I think is important to actually implementing it in your life. Like visually, if I'm thinking about myself and how I support myself in my head, I'm thinking of two separate people. Like I just said, the person who I think I am and the person I actually am. And they're constantly having a conversation about my decisions and my actions and all of that kind of thing. Just like a friendship where someone has a problem and the other person supports that person going through the hard time or encourages that person when they're doing something good or validates them when they feel like they've made a mistake or they're upset. You know, this trust that I'm essentially describing here means I both advocate for what I'm capable of and I'm empathetic when I've had enough and I need a break. Like I know myself well enough to know what I need in that moment and I'm empathetic of that and understanding of that. And the reason I have hesitated to talk about this is because I didn't know how to articulate it best without it coming across wishy-washy in the sense of like, oh, so if you feel lazy one day, you just let yourself off and say, well, I know myself to know that I don't want to do shit today, so I'm just going to let myself relax, which speaks to one side being like the hustle culture side of it, like, oh my God, you need to just have self-discipline and work And then the other side of it is know yourself and know when you need a break. And I don't, either side to me, either extreme is wrong to me personally. Like I don't see there being value in working yourself to the bone for your entire life. But I also don't see value in always giving yourself a break when you should be held accountable to the person you want to be. So my ideal for my life is somewhere in the middle. But what I have discovered is true for me is that validating your emotions and telling yourself it's okay that you feel shit about something is way more productive than saying stop getting emotional about this and just get on with it for example if I feel nervous about something and my mind previously would say oh my god just get over the nerves you know you can do it you're capable just go just do it just don't think just do it now I would probably say something like, hey, totally reasonable that you feel nervous about this. I literally talk to myself like this. (laughs) Um, Totally reasonable that you feel this way. Anyone is going to feel nervous. But, you know, you have proven that you're capable of achieving things like this before. And even if you haven't done it before, good on you for actually putting yourself out there. And if you get it wrong and you fuck up, well, that doesn't then determine your worth or your value as a person. But it does give you an opportunity to learn something for the next time and if someone even needs you to justify why something didn't work all you need to say is that you're learning and this is only going to strengthen your performance for the following time so holding yourself to account doesn't have to mean beating yourself up for what you can't do in that moment this is going to look this journey is going to look completely different for everyone um i grew up in a house where I had very, very supportive parents. I mean, I still have very, very supportive parents. Very much the typical, like, we just want you to be happy kind of vibe. And I know that that is an incredible situation to be in. And there are other people who don't have upbringings like that, who don't have parents like that. You might not have even necessarily been brought up in a bad environment, but, you know, your parents just weren't supportive. Or maybe one of them wasn't as supportive as you always wanted them to be. And that can hurt, you know, that can mean that you seek validation it doesn't matter if 
it was the worst thing in the world or it just is subconsciously a little bit hurtful, it still impacts you and how you feel. And so travel might not change this for some people, but it changed it for me. And I want to break down how and why I think that is so that maybe if it's not traveling, you can apply this approach to it's some other event or it's just now in your life. You can you can apply it. You know, I got a little bit off track there. But what I was talking about was the trust that forms with building a friendship with yourself. And trust is a huge part of any friendship. You don't just trust a friend straight away. You don't just trust a friend straight away because you don't know them that well. You know, it takes time to build up that belief that they have your best interest at heart. But as you get to know them better, know what they're like, see the little things that determined the entire version of who they are and who they want to be, you start to believe them when they say things. You start to believe that the things they're saying are meant for your best interest and they are intended to help you and not to hurt you. You begin to trust that person. And this is what happens when you start to build that same friendship with yourself. It's like, at first, you're not going to trust them because they've beaten you so many times in the past. Like, you're shit, you can't do this, whatever it is. So you don't believe them at first because you don't trust them to have your best interests at heart because you get hurt. And so over time, you continue to listen to yourself a little bit more and you trust them and you realize, oh, what they're saying is actually helpful. And as those interactions with yourself increase and you trust yourself even more, you build that really strong connection with who you are and you can make decisions easier you learn what a gut feel is to you and ultimately you need less validation because you don't need other people to reassure you on your decisions you trust yourself you know you're going to make the right one so this is where I'm at and if we're looking back what are some of the things that sparked this friendship between these two parts of myself who I think I am and who I actually am and what am I doing to strengthen that so Things that sparked it for me were essentially just being alone. So traveling solo, being upset and alone. So like feeling a certain emotion and being alone. Being upset and alone sparked a lot of these feelings. Feeling isolated and feeling really overwhelmed were like the things I feel sparked this, this friendship. And the reason for that is because I didn't have anyone else to rely on, I think. Of course I have friends, you know, I could call up. I could talk to I even spoke to the one up project Instagram heaps and the people who follow me on there and obviously listen to this podcast as well you guys are like the most incredible humans ever I often reflect on that time like there was like a day where I just felt so so shit and I put it on my Instagram and I had the most overwhelming response of people just saying that they've been there before and giving me tips on how they felt and how they got out of it and it was just so it was honestly one of my highlights of like having one up it was just so beautiful so thank you guys essentially being physically alone in those situations because what was I going to do to make myself feel better I couldn't go and hang out with someone that I knew hey editing Sarah interjection here because what I'm trying to describe that I couldn't at the time is that I didn't have a comfort zone to rely on. I didn't have a home to go to. I didn't have a friend group to hang out with. I didn't have that comfort zone. So I had to create that comfort zone within myself. A comfort zone then wasn't a place. It had to be a way of being, I guess. It had to be within myself. And that's what I'm describing, is that I had to create that comfort zone within my own head. And I think that's really the true power of this building a friendship with yourself, is that now... 
you know, being comfortable and doing the shit you want to do doesn't rely on certain people or certain places. It just relies on you being there and continuing to make the choice to have this relationship with yourself. Okay, editing, intersection, interjection, whatever, cuts here. So I had to make some kind of move myself to do that, like go and go and sightsee for the day or organize a trip or like do something, go and hang by the pool or whatever. Yeah, I know, really, really horrible situations to be in. But pulling myself out of that situation physically was like something I had to do on my own and I hadn't done that before. So those are the things that kind of sparked it. And then the things that I did or that happened that I feel like represented this friendship I was building with myself as a result of being alone and doing things for the first time was that I wasn't beating myself up for doing things differently. I started to realize that just because I had this idea in my head of what I should be doing, what other people were doing, doesn't mean I have to do it that way. And I wanted to do it a certain way that I had labeled in my head as being wrong, but the labels in your head are only in your head. What's right and wrong is contextual. You get to decide that. So not beating myself up for doing things differently was a massive way to represent that friendship because it was like, you can do this. We don't need other people to validate that what you're doing is right. Trust yourself. Go out and do what you want to do. So that was that was a part of it. And then less self-comparison. Not It's not completely gone. I'm really bad with self-comparison in the sense that I will kind of reuse the phrase like, I'm better than this better than myself in comparison to someone else rather than better than myself in comparison to myself which I think is how it probably should be when you're comparing but definitely less self-comparison because I didn't need to validate my experiences and my actions against someone else's experiences and actions again I trusted myself I've also got to say social media holy does that contribute to you feeling like shit just get rid of that constantly looking at a collection of everyone's best part of their days I've now realized does tend to affect you negatively I never thought it did with me but it actually does when you're feeling bad so just remove that for a few hours the next thing was not getting upset if I fail or letting it affect my self-worth so like how I've seen this play out since I've been back is working in a new environment with new people adjusting to a new way of working there's going to be new, 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 newness I'm encountering. And in the past, if I was doing something new and I failed or I was responsible for something and it didn't work, I would let that be a reflection of my ability and my value. But now I'm not going to say it's like water off a duck's back kind of thing, but it's definitely less impactful and I don't let it define my value as a person like who I am what I can do I don't let it define that and I think that's really really important because if you do that's when the world and society and other people really start to mold you into something that you didn't want to be and that you probably don't even believe you actually are kind of similar tying into this is not feeling intimidated by people above me with air quotes I still get really intimidated by intimidated by people I admire I will be very scared of people I admire and get super nervous and not know what to say. But typically before, there's like this silent hierarchy in life, in career mainly, where if someone's like above you, you're kind of intimidated of them and you feel like you need to be the one that's bringing all the value to them as the leader or the big, big person. I don't even know how to describe it. You know, you just feel like that pressure. But 
I feel a lot less intimidated generally by that kind of hierarchical structure that society defines because if I'm not letting certain failures or certain experiences define my value then why would I let someone else who doesn't know me define my value I still respect people obviously I'm not this is not about you need to earn my respect it's not like that no one needs to earn my respect I'll give it to you no matter what but but I also don't need to be intimidated by you if you know what I mean and that's a nice feeling because it's just it's just exhausting to feel like you constantly have to walk on eggshells especially at work so as a result of all of these things, the first one, I feel relaxed. I feel like a lot less stressed and I'm not really a stressed person, but when I say stressed, I mean stressed by my own mind, like exhausted by my own thinking. I feel a lot less, yeah, overwhelmed. Like I'm just more relaxed about things, which is nice. I feel like I'm just slower and chiller. <laughs> I feel generally happier and more content, which is nice. At first I didn't. At first I was like, what the heck, you're not doing enough. You know, you need to be doing more. But now I feel a lot more content with just trusting myself that I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I understand myself way better. And also I understand what's upsetting me at a particular moment and how to overcome that. So if I feel shit for whatever reason about a certain event I can usually pinpoint what made me upset and it's usually because of some kind of existing insecurity which is helpful because then it gives you a reason and something to think about when this happens again also I just have been setting really clear boundaries with myself work boundaries in particular like not necessarily boundaries with other people but boundaries with myself you know not working at certain times of the night being intentional about what I'm doing to recharge the bats and everything you know and just being straight up with people like if I need something or don't need something feeling like I can communicate that in a way that's both honest and clear you know they say diamonds are made under pressure and I suppose in this case that diamond was the relationship with myself any kind of adversity you go through and whatever adversity looks like in the context of your life is going to contribute to something good as long as you keep that curiosity about it I think and don't just let it consume you so that's all I have for today thank you so much for listening again I'd love to talk about it more as per usual in the dms of the one up project podcast but otherwise I will talk to you guys next week see you later Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.